Hello and welcome to our Monday Chatter Check-In. I'm Paige. I'm Anna. Happy early Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. Anna and I are both going home for the holiday, so we will not be releasing a new episode this Thursday or next Monday, but we will pick back up on December 3rd for our next Thursday Top 5. Yeah, so mark your calendars for that. But this is a great time to catch up on any episodes you may have missed or to check out our YouTube channel to see some of our interviews. Last week we released one with artist Gabrielle Banks. Yes, definitely check it out and then moving on to our usual programming we went to see the donald judge show at david swarner this week Mm -hmm. the show is titled artworks 1970 to 1994 and is a survey exhibition devoted to donald judd that will be on view across all three of the gallery's west 19th street locations what's really cool about this is that it's presented concurrently with moma's retrospective on the artist which was one of our favorite parts of our first visit to moma post quarantine yes we loved the judge show it was really great so if you haven't seen it you're in new york we highly recommend seeing that one and also the judd show judd is known for removing classical ideals of representational sculpture to create a rigorous visual vocabulary that defines objects as its primary mode of articulation and the intention is to create straightforward work and the unaffected direct quality of his work demonstrates his strong interest in color form material and space he is considered to be one of the most significant american artists of the post-war period yes and one of of my favorite works from the exhibition was an installation of 30 wall-mounted plywood boxes, which was conceived in 1986. Each box actually measures one meter by one mm-hmm. meter, so they're like pretty large, and each one is backed with acrylic sheets in various colors. The work hasn't been shown since Judd had a solo exhibition at the Whitney in 1988, so before we were <laughs> born, so we've never gotten to see it before. And I think that the size of the work was really unbelievable and stood out to me, especially when placed among some of his other more recognizable forms. All of his work are larger Larger, scale. They really are made for huge open spaces. So seeing this one, which was just massive and took Mm -hmm. over like basically an entire third of the gallery. Mm -hmm. I really liked it and I thought it was really cool how like the surfaces are reflective so you can like take pictures on them. (laughs) The whole exhibit is actually because of the reflective nature of the work. It's so fun to take photos. And I think that's really amazing because it doesn't feel like an Instagram trap, but at the same time it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I just think that the scale of these works is so impressive and you can do it justice with pictures. Like just standing next to them, you feel so small. Yeah. But speaking of um, Instagram traps, (laughs) my favorite work was actually Untitled from 1974. And a fun fact about Judd is that most of his works are untitled. So if you're trying to Google the piece I'm talking about, I doubt you'll be able to find it. (laughs) But the one I'm talking about is a sculpture that looks like a floating shelf in its brass. So it's a reflective surface, like a lot of the other works in the exhibition. But I think it like caught a lot of people's attention. A lot of her friends posted a picture with it because you can take selfies on like one side of the work and you can see other works that are on the walls behind it in the selfie. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. And I did think it was a more unique Mm -hmm. work of his. Yeah, for sure. What I really loved about the exhibit just as a whole is that we both been to the Donald Judd Foundation and then we both saw the show at MoMA but Mm -hmm. it still felt like I was seeing something new. I agree. I loved going to the Judd Foundation but as we discussed previously it's just not they don't have as many works that are impressive because of the larger nature of his work. They are like so mm -hmm. constrained by the 
space. by the space because it's a townhouse in Soho, right? So yeah, we're hoping to go to Marfa soon so we can see all of the works that are We always Texas. talk about going to Marfa, but yes. it's difficult to get to. It's so difficult and now with the pandemic, even more so. Yeah. And then since we are both going back home, we thought it would be fun to share an art-related activity that we look forward to doing, me in LA and then Anna in Mexico City. Yes. And then obviously following all proper COVID travel restrictions mm-hmm. and procedures. But in LA, I'm going to try and go see the Ernie Barnes show being put on at UTA Artist Space. I actually interned for the fine arts department at UTA and was there when the gallery opened with like their inaugural show. That's cool. So I really love getting to go back when I'm home and seeing all the things they do in this space. Mm-hmm. Barnes is known for creating images of African-American life through his unique neo-mannerist approach of presenting figures through elongated forms. What really stood out to me about this exhibition, besides the incredible art, is the element of construction within the space. They've added a lot of physical structures to the gallery, such as fences and almost what looked like to be wood boxes, Mm -hmm. which reminded me a lot of the show we saw at Red Bull Arts, where like it creates an environment around the work of art. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing that in person. I'm excited for you and to um, see pictures and hear about it. Um, I'm going to go to the Van Gogh live experience. I think I've seen it already, but I'm not 100% sure. I saw a similar show at Atelier de Lumiere in Paris about a year ago. And just from the pictures, it looks very familiar. But my family really wants to see it. So of course, I'm going with them. And it's basically a multisensory experience that wants to change the way we interact with art through light, color, and sound. And again, it's not really high art. And in a way, I think it'll be very similar to Art Deck House that we discussed a couple of weeks ago. But I'm excited to see it regardless. And then I also might try to go to Museo Jumex, which is probably my favorite museum in Mexico City. They have a couple exhibitions right now that are based on works from the permanent collection, which is exciting because they don't usually have that. That's always nice to get to see what the museums have in storage. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But before we go, we have to give our restaurant highlight of the week. This week, we want to give a shout out to one of our all-time favorites, Pastis and Meatpacking. Yes, always a great experience. Paige and I went to the two of us and we got all of our favorite things and we tried some new things. We tried artichokes that we have never had and they were amazing. And it's just like an amazing place all around. It's one of just my favorite restaurants in New York for Mm -hmm. breakfast, lunch and dinner. Yes. Never (laughs) disappoints. Very versatile. (laughs) But I think we're done with that yeah so please follow us on instagram look at our youtube catch up with all our episodes during our short break yes thank you bye happy thanksgiving